there is a problem with Indian men. We hope to help all of you, all of you Daisy boys out there, in finding success with the opposite sex. The perspective of women on men in general is getting changed. Welcome back to episode four of season two, Daisy Boys, with your two hosts, Sam Patel and myself, Akira, as always, on a weekly basis, bringing you insight, wisdom, and everything in between. Now, in the last season, we focused on women heavily. We focused on seduction. That's how we started off as... But in this season, I want to take a turn. Actually, Sam and I, we, we talked about this. We want to take a different turn here. We, we're still going to keep it very focused on, on men and the development of our community, male community, Daisy male community. But I want to bring up an aspect that is not often talked about, and that is men's health, right? And especially now, because... I've gotten so deep into health and wellness as a business model and even as a lifestyle, I just feel it's necessary to make people aware of certain concepts and certain principles when it comes to the health and development of men, especially in our community. And I'll tell you why, especially in our community, Sam. Did you know and I, I, am, I might be butchering the statistics here, but I believe it's, I read this somewhere. I believe it's over 70% of the population in India suffer from diabetes or actually, no, uh, actually, I'm getting this wrong. Susceptible to diabetes. See, one of the reason is that uh, I would say you're right. Uh, if, if you leave the numbers aside, the, you know, there's a high rate of heart attacks, diabetes, and obesity. These are the three things that are happening very predominant in Indian working class. Uh, and it's also partly because of the kind of food that Indians eat in general. That's heavily rice. Even if they eat chapati or roti, that's also carbs, right? Mm. So it's not like they're cutting down on carbs. But the problem that boils down is you can have carbs, uh, but I think what's important is fitness. Fitness is missing. Yes. So that's where the problem is. It's not about, people say it's the diet. And instead of that diet, you substitute with American sugary diet, but still the diet is the same. What matters is the fitness, how much you burn with how much you consume. That's the whole equation, right? Mm, so, yeah, but there's also the fact of uh, the the thing that comes into play is also balance right and portioning and how much you actually eat okay that's very important i'm not saying i'm not trying to bash all the diets out there there's different diets for specific people people go through various changes in their life you know you're going through a certain change with your body and your diet and your workout routine because you have specific goals and i'm going through something totally different because I'm competing. I'm actually a performing, well, I'm not there yet, but I am training to be a performing athlete. So my workouts 
are more geared towards performance training. Yeah, actually, for me personally, I'm not going at that level where you are going like a performance athlete. But what I'm I'm trying to go right now is see this part of like you know, I felt like personally in my journey uh, that I was missing fitness predominantly. Like I was not fit when I say I was not fit uh, five years ago. When if I want to do something, I had an energy, the testosterone. And right now, pre before my pre-workout thing, I was lacking that energy. And apparently, after me doing a lot of the, you know, taking, going, hitting gyms, following a certain diet, and, uh, you know, uh, do, getting a disciplined routine for my fitness and diet, I started getting back that energy. Like one example is, uh, you know, having this podcast, you know, there's that determination that was there within me. And I think that determination was also fueled by me going to the fitness and having that uh, high testosterone, you know, the next day morning when you wake up after a good workout and a protein shake yesterday and morning you wake up, you have this good amount of uh, energy to do something big in life. So that's how, that's the journey that I'm looking at. I'm mostly looking at to be a very strong male so that I can do great stuff and also have great energy and also project it out. That's where my fitness goals are. Mm, good. That's a very good goal. For me, it's mostly to prove myself to myself. That's essentially why I'm doing this performance training. And I'll expand on what I mean by that. What I'm trying to do is to push the threshold with my mind and my body to see how far I can go. Because I'm this, you know this about me. I'm a crazy mad scientist when it comes to neuroscience and just life in general. I like experimenting with principles in life, questioning them, breaking theories apart, stuff like that. And so I actually started this whole project of performing when someone told me that at 40, when you're close to 40, you won't be able to do some of the things that younger people are able to do. And that really set me off because I wanted to prove that theory wrong. And so I started my journey purely based out of trying to prove that theory wrong and also to prove something to myself. Actually, you know what? I did a similar thing because I just turned 30. So (laughs) you're you're a young boy. (laughs) So what happened was my, one of my roommates was telling me, man, you're a 30 year old guy, you know, you're getting old. I think you're losing your youthful charm and all that stuff. Right. And when, when he said that, I I felt it was like he was criticized. I felt he was criticizing me, but he was also right because I was not having the energy, you know? There's yeah. certain things that I, that I always intend to do. Like, for example, I can give you an example. Like I used to drive like 120 miles just to meet a woman, you know, but that drive was, I was lacking that drive. And I was like, why, why was I lacking that? Why was I lacking that drive? Then I realized that it's partly because uh, maybe it's the, the, the test. I don't know. It's testosterone or whatever the adventurous spirit in within me. I was losing that stuff. And he was telling me, you see, you see, it's you, the, the problems of 30 are hitting at you. And I was like, uh, then what should I, then I was just thinking to myself, what should I do? Then I said, okay, I've never been to gym. My physio, my body type is not a 
body type that is like a gym going body type. So if I start doing that, then I'll feel great about my body. And probably that will help me out to, because going to gym requires certain amount of discipline and effort, right? Oh yeah, for sure. And if I can do that regularly, consistently, no matter whether it's raining in the night, early morning, or during the work time, doesn't matter. If I do it, then that gives me a routine and I can tap into that. If I want to do something adventurous, like driving 200 miles just to meet a woman, that's, that's a small example driving for a woman, but you know, driving to meet my family in in Seattle or something like that. So I started doing it and the more I did it, the more my testosterone, my testosterone level got increased and I was feeling more confident. Actually, I was feeling ultra confident after when I do dumbbells and all that shit, <laughs> like after the workout, like I'm kind of tired, but the next day morning, I feel like totally jacked up. Mm. However, the most difficult part in the journey is the diet. I don't know how you do that, Akira. For me personally, I have my trainer who tells me, hey man, eat this, 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 this. And it's just so difficult eating the same chicken every day, eating the same red beans. I can give you, I can give you a solution right away, but it it depends on the commitment level, right? My solution is just remember why you started. Bring back that feeling. You know, I made an Instagram post about this and I also did a, an Instagram video and I talked about this very specific thing. Whenever you're in doubt, whenever you feel like you have some kind of, lack of motivation, just ask yourself this one question. Why did you start your journey? There's a reason. That reason got you out of the door to the gym. It got your ass out of bed to go to the gym on a consistent basis. Remember that reason, right? It's all about building consistent habits Now we can go in depth on how to break negative habits. And that's where the whole model of NLP comes in. But I'd like to save that for probably the next few episodes or so. Breaking the habit, right? But the main thing I want to talk about is our bodies are meant to be mobile. We're built for for mobility, we're built for movement. We're not built to stay sedentary. Yeah, not a couch potato. Exactly. So we have to keep that in mind when we go through life and build mm-hmm. a lifestyle that is healthy. Now, health depends on your existing lifestyle. What are your current habits? So let me ask you this, Sam. What are your current habits? Actually, what were your habits before you started working out? Oh, my habit was so bad, Akira, with respect to fitness. Actually, my I used to wake up in the morning, have my chai, ginger chai, uh, chai biscuits. And then around four o'clock, I used to have some sandwich or some heavy meal or biryani <laughs> or something like that. Oh. <laughs> and in the night, I used to have some, cho- uh, some sweets, Indian sweets or something like that. Wow. That's about it. So all of them were fucking tasty, man. All of them were tasty. I know but it's the things that taste good that are bad for you. <laughs> but within within four months, within five months, uh, like if you remember, I sent you my picture, right? I had a I had a yeah. belly. Yeah, you did. I had, a, I had a nice belly, and the moment I stopped it, and uh, I went with this complete three sixty degree diet change, 
uh, and hitting the gym. It was really tough. The first two weeks was really tough, especially in the gym when you lift weights, when you don't know what to do and you're just by yourself and people around you are totally jacked up and there you see beautiful women and they are like pretty hot. <laughs> like, what the fuck am I here doing here? <laughs> and then when you start doing it, then consistently, then you see the results and uh, more than the results, I feel the act of going to the gym and lifting weights and feeling accomplished. The, the, the main thing for me is feeling accomplished uh, because I'm in the IT world and programmers are driven by this instinct of solving something, accomplishing something. And I can get the same feeling when I hit the gym and I do that 12 reps of uh, uh, dumbbell rows. That gives me a really good high. You know, I feel like at that moment, just for the fraction of the moment, I feel like I'm at the top of the level. But the only thing that I wouldn't say, but, and the diet is great, but sometimes, you know, because maybe because from my DC background, I'm used to have stimulating food all the time, mm. food that stimulates my taste buds. And the moment I don't have it, there is a craving that kicks in. Uh, you know, I want to taste that. Like today, I wanted to eat like complete. I started out with my gym food routine, like two half, half boiled eggs, almonds, a little bit of coffee, whatever. Then around lunchtime, I had this huge ass craving to eat a pizza, chicken pizza <laughs> with pineapple. I'm like, okay, I'll sub. Anyways, there's a protein to it, right? So, <laughs> so that's what I did. And I think, I think the only way I can go through this process is the more I get the craving, the more I should tap into the feeling of what, why I wanted to be fit. And the more I tap into that feeling, the more I can get rid of the craving. That's what I exactly, think. Exactly. Exactly. You're right. And, and this is why it's really important to pay attention to what you're doing in terms of habits. Yeah. And I also feel that cravings under the hood is just a desire within me to experience a certain feeling. Right. Expand, expand on that. So like I want to eat, I have this craving to eat uh, ice cream. It's the feeling, it's the taste and the sensation. So it's just, so when I have a craving to eat pizza and if I hack into that and give a better feel, in, and if I can visualize my end goal of not eating a pizza and feel how great it would be and send the same sensations in my body of me looking into the mirror and the kind of feelings that flow into my body, then pretty much I'm hijacking that. I'm giving a segue to the craving to my fitness routine. Does that make sense? Or yeah. is it just flying out? No, that makes better sense. I think that's basically the model that I use when it comes to controlling diet, right? See, I eat the same thing every day on a consistent <laughs> basis. If I show my diet to anybody, you will see, I mean, this is for people that are not competing. These are for people that are not competing. If you take a look at a performer's diet, you will lose your mind. I will tell you exactly what I eat. I start my morning at six o'clock. Okay. 6 a.m. Well, I wake up at 5.30. 6 a.m. I'm in the kitchen. Four eggs. Okay. 50 grams of rice, probi probiotics, so can be anything from sauerkraut to okay. kimchi okay, or anything fermented, essentially, which has probiotics. 
Uh-huh. No, no yogurt, no dairy, none of that stuff. Okay. And then I add a little bit of soy sauce to balance it out because I want to salt my meals. And I have one scoop of a protein whey isolate. Okay. Just one scoop. Like you just take it or what? I put water in it and kind of shake it. Right. So that's my drink. That's my first meal in the morning. My second meal. Oh, in addition to that, I have my multivitamins. Yeah. I have omega trees. I've got zinc and then I've got magnesium. So I take that in the morning and Mm -hmm. that's two hours before my workout. Do my workout two hours later. So at eight o'clock, I'm in the gym. I'm there doing volumetric sets. I'm doing five to six sets of 12 to 15 reps of each exercise for probably an hour and a half, maybe two hours in the gym. Uh So I do, for example, I do a full lat or back spread, back workout, right? And it goes on for like two hours. It's a complete back workout for two hours straight. Straight. And then, yeah, well, I keep it within the, the, 10 to 12 rep range, but sometimes some sets require 15, depending on what the motion is, what the range is, what the movement is. Mm -hmm. But anyways, I finished that off and during the workout, I have something called Carbolin mixed with EAAs or BCAAs, essential amino acids. Oh, is it like the, the drinks that you get? The Well, these are powders actually that you mix together at home and you pour water and you shake it up and that's what you carry with you to the gym. So during my workout, I sip on that to help my muscles grow better. Wow. Finish that off, come back home. I have my second meal, which is an hour later after the gym. So my second meal is essentially 50 grams of rice, six, I believe it's, yeah, six ounces of chicken with greens so i'll do six ounces i'll cook it in whatever way i like right Uh and that's my second meal my third meal is just the same thing chicken and greens but no rice so no carbs so i only have carbs twice during the day before my workout after my workout and during my workout actually and then my fourth meal is fish white fish and greens with macadamia nut oil a tablespoon of that my fifth meal is again the same thing with omega threes. So when you're having so many meals, right? What do you do in between? You don't do anything, or you just sit at like you do. I work. Do you do? Your regular work. Yeah, my regular work. Okay, but, but your regular I, work I'm does it involve a lot of. Lot I'm working of from home. Or? Yeah, well, I move around. I keep myself mobile, right? I don't like to sit in one place. And do you also have a, how many calories you got to burn every day? Calories don't count here because I'm doing something totally different, dude. Ah, uh, okay. Right? So this you is, are, this okay, is, you're preparing for a competition. So that's why you're doing it at the next level. Yeah, this is, a, this is a different type of routine. That's why I say it depends on what your goals are. Yeah. If you're counting calories, uh-huh. what you're trying to achieve is fat loss. Fat loss and muscle gain. And muscle okay. gain, yeah. But even muscle gain, it's not the calories. It's what you do with your food and what you do at the gym. It's different, right? Yeah. So what I'm trying to get at here is I have six meals a day spread across two hours apart, two to three hours apart. So essentially what I'm doing is I'm repeating that same habit on a daily basis. And I have one day as a cheat day meal. Well, actually cheat meal day 
only one meal is a cheap so l- let me ask you this question you're doing six meals right consecutively so why do you need to have six meals because you do work out only in the morning right because you're trying to increase your metabolism you're trying to spike your metabolism so the more so here's the science behind it if you take look look at our traditional three meals okay just yeah. take our traditional three meals a day yes every meal if you look at the 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 daisy spectrum every okay. single meal throughout the day is heavy yes you've got pretty breakfast, much you've got lunch you've got and dinner. dinner right and guess what happens you eat breakfast you go to work you feel lethargic you're going to you know you're kind of feeling a little sleepy because you know your digestive system is working to process heavy foods yeah. same thing you know when you have lunch you have a heavy lunch you get back to work you feel really drained and sleepy because your body's again working to digest those foods come dinner doesn't matter if you eat light you're still going to feel heavy after it why because you it's again it's all it's all about the portioning right so the the portions in traditional indian diets are huge let's be honest here it's huge right yeah unless you're actually training like me but i'm talking about the average person that so the works. average indian food is more focused on the the pleasure of the tongue to the yes yes fitness. so let me finish here what i'm trying to get at is if you break down those meals okay you break those down into smaller portions but you increase the frequency mm-hmm. you're basically taking those three meals mm-hmm. and you're splitting them splitting them up into smaller portions now uh-huh. for me it's very specific so okay. my diet wouldn't apply to everybody but okay. in your case if you were to take your diet and split it across six small meals what that's doing is it's giving the body just enough energy to metabolize the food but then what you're doing is you're constantly kickstarting that metabolism so it's it's digesting and then it's working again it's digesting and it's working again it's digesting and it's working again what that's going to do is it's going to form a habit within your body so your body's going to get used to processing food faster you see the science behind that so it actually works to, for you to lose weight along with the exercise let's not leave that out of the equation so basically you're saying the key here is metabol- metabolism metabolism so for, uh, so for some people who say that hey man i can eat as much as a food i want but i'm i never become fat because their metabolism is so great that it just starts working on is that why it is is that yep. the reason mm-hmm. and what we are doing right now is we are taking the three portion dividing by six and you're artificially kicking that metabolism process so that body gets used to it it's your you're kick starting it the process every time and exactly. the body's your body's now it's running every time to digest a small portion of the meal and you mm-hmm. do it the entire day for six meals right six meals six meals and you burn out in the morning everything basically well it it burns out so when you stop your sixth meal essentially that's mm-hmm. when your body's at rest and then it has enough time to recover for the next day because you're going back at it again to the gym right that's why mm-hmm. it's always ideal to do your workouts in the morning right now for people that are uh performing for other athletic competitions like marathons and cycling they do they're more focused on intermittent fasting 
right? And hit workouts, so high intensity interval training workouts, because what they want to do is they want to pull from their fat reserves early in the morning on a fasted state, right? So your body's trying to get energy, but it doesn't have any other energy, but it pulls from your existing fat storage. That's why they work out on an empty stomach. But in my case, I can't do that because I'm going to just lose all the muscles that I build. So for me, I need my muscles to grow, which is why I have a small bit of carbs, 50 grams of carbs in the morning before my workout. And then after my workout, my muscles need to recover. So I need to have 50 grams of carbs again. That's why there's a science behind every single diet, right? Whatever your coach prescribes as a diet, it's highly important that you understand the science behind it. And follow it. <laughs> and to follow it, yeah. But I think on that so, note, we have to leave it here because we're almost running out of time. Time flies when you're having fun. But we're going to make a part two on this because I feel like we still need to expand on what we're talking about here. And I feel like, yeah, Sam, you have more to share with the audience, right? Yeah, actually, yeah. I think we're running out of I didn't even notice it's 3.50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a 30-minute mark here. But let's continue this conversation. I think it's a very interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. And I want to dive deeper because I want to talk about habits and how to break them. Right? Yeah, actually, I was also thinking now that we talked about, you know, just how, why fitness is so important in life, your perspective and my perspective. The next episode, we can talk about how to have an habit of how to create one habit. Creating you know, habits, of, creating positive habits and breaking bad ones. Yeah. So yeah. we can talk about that. Part. For sure. So from Sam and myself, once again, thank you for joining us today. And we will come back next week because we got a lot to talk about. Yep. Namaste, guys. <laughs> Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.